Welcome to the Giant Leadership Podcast, where we help leaders like you get the knowledge and skills you need to impact more people and live the life you've always wanted. Get ready to experience tools, tips, and advice by the co-founders of Giant and best-selling authors, Jeremy Kubacek and Steve Cockrum. All right, my friends, welcome to the Giant Leadership Podcast. Jeremy Kubicek here, as always, with Steve Cockrum. Steve-O, what's the word? Welcome. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? Uh, for those of you who are just watching the audio, Jeremy is in a, ja- a shirt and tie today, and I was really worried that somebody had died and I just missed it. So uh, <laughs> apparently apparently, there's another reason. Come on, Jess. Why are you yeah, all dressed yeah. up? Was it just me? We just so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have a special day, which we'll get into that in a minute. But that's not why. The reason is that I'm ha- I, I'm with the Oklahoma Oklahoma University football team, mm-hmm. and we actually wear suits on the buses to go to the next game. We're going to TCU, playing TCU. Come on. So that when we get off the bus, we look very professional. All the players have suits and. But even me, you know, even like the staff, <laughs> I have to wear it to not only that, to the movie. We go to a no movie way. in a suit <laughs> and then we we clean after the movie. We we bring blowers and brooms to the movie theater. So when the yeah. players are all done, they leave all the coaches and staff. We clean the entire movie theater like with blowers. Wow. Like and the idea is nobody, uh, nobody cleans up after Oklahoma. That's the big idea, wow. which is kind of cool. It's very similar to the All Blacks, isn't it? That kind of, well, I won't say the exact word they use, but no no idiots would be a good thing. And basically, the All Blacks, the rugby team, always clean the dressing room at the end. And the captain and the senior players there make sure it happens on the grounds of however big and popular they become. They never forget that actually... Um, there's humility at the center of what they do. So there you go. Maybe should we bring it in for the next giant gathering? Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, we got to have we had to have time together, friends. It's been two and a half years since oh. a, a giant community got together. COVID and all those things. So we invited, uh, we invited about 140 actually came uh, to Oklahoma City out of the 850 or so guides, and it was so. Amazing, really, really fun. Had some catalysts there too, so and we got to see each other. So which which was good. I think it was good. Was that good? It was very special. Uh, <laughs> and you realize two and a half years is just too long. We yeah. used to have a phrase, didn't we, that FaceTime without FaceTime doesn't work with clients. But it's really interesting that kind of um, Zoom and is amazing at maintaining relationships, but actually there's nothing like being together. So I got to stay in the Kubacheks new house, which. We just moved into a new house, but really I hate mine now because theirs is just amazing. <laughs> and I stayed in the silo barn outside and just, it was just so good. We, we, I don't know what time we went to bed, but it was just so good just to have time together. And uh, yeah, if you get an invite to the Prairie, the development that Cuba Checks are built in the all-American way, it is truly inspiring and utterly motivating. So great job. <laughs> Thank you. That's funny. That's good. Well, we had a great time before. So uh, for everyone here, welcome to the Giant Leadership Podcast. We're going to have a special uh, day today. Mm. Today, we get to talk through the Peace Index because we have the Peace Index book launch. Uh, it's happening on Tuesday, October 4th, and uh, just a lot of hubbub uh, because the reality is we all need peace. 
and there's too much chaos going on in the world. Uh, this week, there's a chaos of a hurricane that's blistered, mm-hmm. just ran right through Florida into South Carolina now, doing all types of damage. Um, uh, Putin just um, attempted to acquire uh claim that Ukraine is now his part of the part of the four different territories of Ukraine um that's continues to be chaotic right um i think there's some things going on in england right now it's a little <laughs> chaos we're, we're doing a we're doing building an economic case study for future mba students of basically how not to run a global economy so that's really interesting study for those of you interested in that sort of thing but yes it's uh there is undoubtedly jeremy an absence of peace um and definitely an absence of peace in 10 downing street right now who must be wondering what on the earth they did <laughs> but there we go unbelievable so there's just there's so many things to talk about so to do it today though we have a special group of people we've got a panel of, of giants that are coming so come on in friends and uh we've got We've got Brenton and uh, just uh, and and east of of Nashville, right? We've got mm-hmm. Charlie in Knoxville, two Tennessee boys today. We've got Gabriel in Kenya. We've got Courtney who is in uh, D.C., Washington D.C. We've got Rachel in London, Steve outside of London, and Tracy here in Oklahoma City with myself. So, what's up, panel? Welcome. Mm. Hey, thank you. Hey, good to be here. You guys ready to talk a little piece? Absolutely. Sure. All right, you guys. So all of you have been around the concept of the Peace Index for a long time. The original tool, um, Steve and I were inspired by a sermon uh, from a friend of ours, Frog or Ewing, and we kind of pieced it together and other people kind of add some thoughts around it. And we basically have just been working on the idea of the peace index and it's been really pertinent because the publisher asked me can you write this in 30 days we need it and we i wrote it in 30 days it's come out uh now and uh now it's in the the water stream for people to be able to use so i'm gonna ask i'm gonna put rachel i'm gonna put you on the spot first rachel so um i want you to start us off with we're gonna talk about chaos for a minute and then Everyone else just kind of pile on right behind her with other ideas like, what are you seeing in your work of what does chaos look like to most people? So when you think about when you're seeing the chaos, um, what is it and how has it affected people in your view? Oh, so good to be talking about peace. So good to be talking about peace today. Um, because I think in, in the lives of people who I coach and the teams of people I help, there's so much going on in their personal background and their history. And when we think about what we're bringing to the world, we need to bring that peace so that it doesn't interfere with how we can actually serve and help other people. So what have you guys seen, Gabriel, what's chaos looking like in Kenya? You know, over the last couple of years, what does that look like? I think in Kenya, we've gone through an election season that has been very uncertain for many people. And there's been a major transition. And so to some people, this election season has just torn them apart. They just feel like their candidate didn't win. And so there's a lot of uncertainty. They're not sure whether things are going to move on as they thought. And so as things are taking shape, the transition, there are people who are still unsettled, who are still feeling like, oh, my God, my world is falling apart. So a lot is going on 
in a political scene and of course economically all these challenges the ukraine and all these things things are getting more expensive than really they were and so everybody is caught up in all this trying to figure out how to really make things work for yourself mm-hmm. and for your family uh, yeah that's right charlie what are you seeing yeah well your I, seat? yeah well I, I work a lot with uh, young men 25 30 and a lot of these guys are just now coming out of college and they can't find a job that they want. They're still in with their parents. They're not making what they want. And their peace index is just super low um, right now. It's just a hard time for them. They came out you know, they graduated in the pandemic. I mean, people weren't hiring. So it's just uh, to get with these young men and say, there's hope. There's, there's, uh, mm-hmm. You can have peace in this, in this transition of your life. Yeah. Courtney, how about you? What are you seeing in D.C.? I was going to say, I'm kind of in the center of a bit of chaos. Um, I'm just outside of uh, D.C. in Loudoun County. And so Northern Virginia, Virginia in particular, um, we have a lot of upheaval. There's a lot of division. Um, The pandemic hit people hard. And there's still people who are just super fearful about their future. And the what the peace index is doing for me and my work is you know really giving me an opportunity to talk to people about their mental health and not mm-hmm. just the chaos going around them yeah Britton, what do you want to add to that yeah absolutely you know i think in my experience with the conversations i'm having on one hand the sky's the limit you know in the last couple of years it's like man i could work somewhere else i could live somewhere else i could you know we could move around and then on the other hand especially this year you know prices have gone up and inflation is rising and so there's kind of this intersection of of an unlimited freedom but then a lot of constraint mm-hmm. and it's really confusing <laughs> okay where do i go then and I found the Peace Index has been so good and just bringing some clarity and helping people articulate, oh, this is what I value. This is the lens I can help make some decisions through. And uh, But I think between those two things, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion about what's next. Mm-hmm. Trace, you're around so many. You're talking to so many people. What are you seeing from a chaotic standpoint? How is it affecting people? I probably see it the most in families with children, young children, teenagers, where it just feels like things kind of <laughs> went off course and they're just trying to get the family back together and give give hope to their children. It feels um, lots of like, I think it was Jordan, uh, Courtney said, just the mental aspect is really hard. Steve, I'm with him. You're working with so many amazing people. And what are you what are you seeing and sensing? I'm very similar to I think what, what people are saying here is that there is I think most most of the leads I work with, when I ask them, what would you most love to see a breakthrough in? Where would you most love to see success happen? I don't think any of them start with their business. It's really mm-hmm. interesting how it starts. With them, it usually starts with their spouse and kids. (laughs) And it's really interesting that kind of the absence of peace in the key relationships of a a leader's life, it's very difficult for any amount of success in the work world to really bring true peace when actually the place they'd most love to see it, it just isn't. And I think that's just a function of many of the things that people have said here, that, you know, the economic situation causes stress, 
Finance is one of the primary reasons that puts stress on homes and families and people having to work. So there's almost like a tsunami of different stress inducers, but it is, I think it's endemic. And there's so few people who have margin right now. Um, margin is is such a gift where you're not actually having to use all of your time and all of your talent to create just enough resource to keep the, the, the mouse wheel of life running, which is particularly on that. That I think is the bit where people feel the absence of peace over time. That's where it just goes. I don't know how to change the dynamic of the world I'm in at the moment. So yeah, there's lots of uncertainty um, and you need quite a lot of resource at the moment to feel insulated from it. I think that's the difference. You know, um, it, it's fascinating. Uh, we're gonna. And by the way, for those listening, we're talking about chaos to get to peace. Okay, there is hope, and there are things you can do. We're gonna give you some resources. We're gonna give you the ability to actually take the peace index assessment, which will be really um, good for you as well. But yesterday, I spent time with the governor um, in the governor's office, and he has a lot of young staff. And I went through the peace index with them, and then um, I did it with some you know, uh, football players and fo- football team. And then I did it with some other leaders. I mean, it was, it was a very interesting and I learned some things. Number one, uh, there are five really focus areas of the peace index. There's purpose and there's people and place and personal health and provision. Depending on the age, I'm noticing a difference of which one is their lowest. Hmm. So yesterday I had all young people and the lowest was place because they were living with their mom or dad or they were living with three or four roommates versus one or two roommates and it was it was just fascinating because of really the cost of living in that regard but then i did another group later in the afternoon and they were much older and their their lowest was personal health (laughs) so it is just fascinating because they needed to lose some pounds or they needed you know so in each case, it's different by age. But what we're going to do is let's, let's jump in and talk a little bit about hope first. Um, the, the hope meter is a, is a tool that was created. And the hope meter is basically the idea of how hopeful you are about your tomorrow, about your future. And it's interesting what Steve said is so true. Uh, a lot of people are feeling hopeful in... Uh, certain areas, but not all of the areas. So like, I'll say, how hopeful are you guys uh, for yourself? So Gabriel, how do you, how good, how hopeful are you today for your tomorrow personally? Is it pretty high? I think considering all that is going on, there are some areas I'm really hopeful and there are some areas it's kind of uncertainty. You're not sure what might happen. I'm supposed to be traveling to Uganda. I was supposed to have gone yesterday but I couldn't go, so I'm still around, and I need to go next week, but there's Ebola in Uganda, and so you're wondering, hmm, okay, should I go? And I have a group of students who I need to be taking there for a retreat. Some of the deans are pulling out and uh, making me wonder, oh, my God, so we had hired a bus, so what do we do with this bus? So there's all this going on, and so it's kind of bringing that confusion and uncertainty in some level. Yeah, so... Which is exactly the point, yes. So you're hopeful on you personally, but yeah. other things yeah. might be affected, right? Yes. And I guess yes. what I'm saying, I'm finding that a lot of people are feeling hopeful for themselves, but maybe not for their family. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when you start thinking about one or the other, in the past, they kind of all kind of you know, worked together. 
Now people are going, hey, I've got an issue here that's affecting mm, this yes, issue over here. Yes. And I think that's I think that's very prevalent. So um, so when you think about hope, hope goes very much with peace because where there is no hope, there's very little peace. Mm. And so you have to put those two together. And most people in businesses, and you guys know this, um, peace is kind of a taboo topic because it feels too squishy, too uh, ethereal. And yet peace is the driver of all of us. If we're not at peace, it's hard to get engaged. It's hard to do good work. So Charlie, talk about that from your, your perspective. Yeah. What, what we, what I've seen is, you know, employees, when they come in, you can tell when they're down or whatever. And what the peace index gives managers um, is a tool that they can go to them and say, Hey, what's your peace index today? And it, it's an ability to open up conversations without having to just say, why are you down? And then that brings in the opportunity to coach them or to lean into them. And it's, to be honest, it's not an HR violation to say, what's your peace index? It might be if you come in and say, what's going on at home? Mm -hmm. So that's what I see with our my leaders is a common language that they can speak with their employees because we all see it. So, so Steve, let's let's take them through the peace index. Um, so let's just go through everyone. You can pull your calculators out. If, you, if you're at home, you're playing here. Um, let's just go through each one and uh, let's find out what level we are. Uh, so you want you want to start? You want to leave that through, Steve? So you want me to go round, or do you want me to describe one and where I am with it? Yeah, clarifying. Let's question. do. Okay. Let's do. Uh, let's do purpose first. Brilliant. Uh, one through a hundred. Uh, explain okay. what purpose is. Okay, so the purpose is the sense really of the sense of vision and mission with your life. Do you feel that what you're heading towards is something that you're excited about, passionate about, engaged about? It feels like it's meaningful. It feels like it fits you. And there's the sense of energy that you're going to make a difference for good in something that you believe in. So in a sense, I think um, my purpose at the moment was probably about an 85 before I came to Oklahoma, because there were certain things that actually, Jeremy and I need to work out about, okay, how did I play in a bigger thing with Giant? And I came back with my purpose probably as close to 100 as it's been for a long, long time. So in the sense of going, feeling alignment, engagement, and even just some of the stories of the last week have just been incredible affirmation of this is almost that sense of, what the next season of life and leadership is going to look like. So it's probably never been as high than it is right this moment. Now I've got another one or two that are lower, but you know, so sorry to annoy yeah. everybody. Just ask me about physical <laughs> health. That always brings it down. So there we go. <laughs> so let's so let's go. Everyone else, just uh give a number, not necessarily an explanation, but just what what is your number? So uh Courtney, right now on purpose, where would you where would you be? I'm at a 95. I'm with Steve. I'm, I'm, this is okay. this is my high one. Nice. <laughs> Rachel, how about you? I'm up at 92. Oh, wow. Charlie? I'm a 95. Wow. Come on. Gabriel? 96. <laughs> come on. Okay. Tracy? 95. Ooh. Wow. Um, and I think Britain's off for a moment. I'm at a 60. 
Now can you imagine? <laughs> I, had bring, I had to bring it down. No, I'm I'm probably there too. And you know that that's a sign. If you join Giant and you're part of it, your purpose will be at 95 or above. No, I'm joking. Oh, but but it makes sense. It makes sense what you just said there. Yeah. Yeah. So, touch the screen. Touch the screen, and your purpose will go to a higher level <laughs> as you put your credit card details in. That's great. <laughs> that's really really helpful. Okay, so Tracy, explain people. Yeah, people is all of those people in your life, but mainly those ones that you're with the most. Jeremy always says, you know, the favorites in your phone. So think about that group of folks in your life, your family, your friends, coworkers, all of them. How are your relationships in your life um, generally? But specifically, I know for me, we've talked about this, Jeremy, I have one relationship, just one that I can think of that's been a struggle this year. We're working on it. But that is kind of lowered lowered mine a bit because of that one. Otherwise, all is well. Yeah. So give yourself uh, a number. Um, so for those who are playing at home and you're or on the road, give yourself a number. Um, so this is just really the 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 focus of giving yourself your people a number uh, one through a hundred. Hundred being the highest. So let's go, Rachel. You're up this time. What number would you say? People is eighty five right now. 85. Charlie? Yeah, I'm, I'm 85 as well. All right. Let's go, Courtney. I'm at an 80. 80. All right. Let's go, Gabriel. 90. Pretty cool. 90. Steve-o? Uh, 95. Okay. All right. I'm a 92. Where are you at, Trace? 90. 90. Okay. So anyway, what you're seeing here, and in the book, we basically explain, here's the book, here's a copy of the book. In the book, I uh, make, a, I have you make a list. And it's this is really dangerous because you can't show anybody this list ever because they won't know because you're, you're giving them like, Hey, Courtney is a 62 or Rachel's a 71. And, and is it going up? Is it across or is it going down? And, but it's really a worksheet to help you work through your relationships. And the idea on people is um, don't allow someone else's lack of peace to affect your level of peace. And that's a key component there. Um, any stories on that? Anyone have any, any thoughts? I think I think I think I agree with that. I'm I'm at this point. I'm not in talking terms with my dad, who my stepdad, who I reach out to him is not picking. I text him is not responding, and I'm like I'm not going to allow that really to lower me down because I've done my part. I've done my part reaching out, and if I look reflect, I've really not done anything wrong. At least I can say that. But I've tried reaching out. Uh, but he's not responding. So it would be unfair to myself to pull that in and weigh me down, but I can work on cultivate other relationships around me. Uh, good as a nurturer too, to be able to do that. That's really healthy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, honestly, it's so helpful because, you know, you're putting boundaries up and, yeah. and so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men and, and on all people. So far as it depends on you, so yes. far as it, depends on us and you you're doing that so you can only control what you can control great point i love it all right let's do one uh we've got a few more place place are the places that supercharge us they're the spaces that supercharge is our home it's our living room or backyards if we have them our community our office and sometimes those can be kind of out of whack right now a hurricane in florida could overnight literally crush someone's place uh, percentages. So 
Uh, let's go with um, let's go with Steve. Where's your uh, place number right now? It's really high as well. Like uh, you know, I don't know, ninety five. <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad in the sense of going. You keep coming to me and I keep giving you high numbers. I've mm. only got one that's low. The other four are amazing. So go on, <laughs> ninety five for me. Yeah, Chase. Mine is super high. A place is really important to me, and so I try and set up where I am in in a way that I love. And so it's a ninety eight. It's my highest. Charlie. Yeah, I'm I'm ninety as well. Love where I am. Yeah. All right. Let's go, uh, Courtney. I'm at an eighty five. Okay. Uh, Gabriel? 88 for plus. I need to do something about okay. office. <laughs> okay. Rachel? I'm at a 95. I think it's a London thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm up there as well. I'm, mine's really high too. And I think that's the point is that you can be intentional. So for those of you who might not be um, really high, the idea is can you control what you can control? When something is not high, you make a list of the things you can't control and make a list of the things you can control. And what you usually find out is there's a lot more that you can control than you can't. Mm -hmm. So in the case of place that um, some people are like, yeah, well, it'd be nice if I could have the ability to move or, well, sometimes it's actually called DIY. It's do it yourself (laughs) projects. And there's a whole term called Huga in, in the Danish in the Danish basically they just uh, maximize ambiance in their space. They use light and uh, candles and hot chocolate and smell. And it's like the little things that make the big things happen. And so, um, yeah, Courtney, give us a give us a story. Yeah. So um, this is one of the the peace index is something that I do uh, as a baseline for a lot of my clients. And I was teaching a, a group class, and we and we did the peace index. And at the beginning, I had one who a lady who said her place was about a fifteen, and her overall peace was fifty five. And within three weeks, she made the decision to move home. She came from Northern Virginia and went back to Miami. And I checked in with her three weeks after her move. Even amidst the chaos of moving, her peace index was all the way up to an 85. Just by simply um, moving her place, it also affected all of the other areas. So, you know, this one, depending on who you are, can be so important. So just a, a great story of how moving your place, control the controllables, right? That's it. One thing. And, you know, if you're if you're a team leader and you have employees and there's something off, I mean, again, to what Charlie said, instead of just going, hey, what what's going on with your home life? You're like, no, no where's your peace index? Mm-hmm. You might find it's something to that degree. Uh, so it's one little thing that could be affecting all of it. Well, here's what we're going to do. Instead of going through all of you for the rest of the numbers, because they're probably going to be high except for Steve, so in personal health, <laughs> I'm joking. But we're, we're going to tell personal health stories. Like, is there any other stories you have on personal health that have been ahas as you've been coaching or consulting uh, people in in that regard? Yeah. Um, so mine's actually a personal, personal health story. Um, I'm kind of like Steve. This is my lowest area. And you know, I, I realized that during the pandemic, I stopped taking care of myself um, in, in some ways, you know. And so I was actually doing this with um, my, my team in 
February and I looked at my personal health score and it was about a 35 and I had done the peace index multiple times over the last two years and it had, it had been at a 35 for two years and it finally hit me. This is why you're off Courtney. Something feels off. And so I made the commitment to make the doctor's appointments, to figure out what was going on, to adjust my food. And in the last probably four months, um, I figured some of that stuff out. I've dropped about 20 pounds. I still have some, you know, exercise goals. So my personal health is back up to 65, um, but it's, it, you know, it's trending in the right direction. So that's still low, but it's trending in the right direction. And this has given me the opportunity to really just check in on myself and say, what are you doing? And what are you going to do about it? That's awesome. Steve, um, you know, personal health is mind, body, and spirit. So from mm, dealing and working with leaders, you know, you think the mental health, physical health, and spiritual component, um, you know, I'd love to um, get any insights you have, and then Rachel, any that you have after that. Any any thoughts? I think it's really interesting. Um, uh, I think differentiating that actually underneath personal health is mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. That in many ways, I think often helps people understand what we mean by that. My observation is that a lot of the leaders at the very highest level really look after their physical health. It's kind of almost like a badge of honor that actually, you know, I think that that's rarely that of those four, I think it's often the emotional, spiritual dynamic, which in some ways gets pushed out of that piece. So in the sense of emotional well-being almost feels like a luxury to very, very busy people. But actually, when you begin to use the peace index and talk about people <laughs> and the people in their lives, that's often the place where there is the most discomfort or the absence of peace. So in a sense, people who control their world to lead at the highest level often also are heavily disciplined in the way that they look after themselves physically. They often don't do it emotionally. And the people that I enjoy working with the most who I think stay in those places of trust for character and competency for the longest, they've usually got a deep spiritual dynamic to their lives. There are far more people who have a spiritual dimension. And I think that often gives that sense of purpose in the midst of the storm because making money is good for a period. But once you've got to the point where it doesn't matter as much, I think that sense of purpose kicks in. And so therefore, you know, out of those four, I would say the emotional one is often connected to their family and key relationships. But the spiritual dynamic is often connected to purpose. So I love being able to go deeper because they they often put the personal health score and go, yeah, I'm pretty healthy. I'll give it an 87. I go, what if you broke it down like this? Would it still be the same? So mm. it's like, you know, let the tool do the heavy lifting and let the secondary question, let them lower their wall a little bit and then let them go through. So, you know, I think it's just a really helpful way of differentiating it's what good. we mean by personal health. Rachel, how about you? So a client of mine leads for businesses and for her personally, the Peace Index has enabled her to, as quite a task focused individual, to actually put on hangers. How is she? How is she really? What's her well-being like? And when she found out that her personal health was fairly low, it had been an ongoing back problem for some time. And the tendency is just to ignore it because actually you can soldier on. And there's always going to be objectives and profit and 
targets to meet and they're always going to be more important. But actually, when you realize that that's bringing your overall peace index down and therefore your strategic thinking, your clarity, your decision making. So she was able to action that and get her back sorted. You know, it's, it's really interesting. I met with a group in North Carolina. I was speaking there and this lady came up to me and she goes, you have no idea. You changed my life. I'm like, what? And it was a video on the Peace Index, and she watches it over and over again. But she does it on a regular basis. Now her team does it because it is to that point that Charlie mentioned. It's it's like common language, objective language. It's letting the tool do the heavy lifting to address where you're off. And the last one um, is on provision. And provision is um, one that a lot of people don't understand what we mean when we say it. Provision means your earnings. Do you have what you need to do what you do? Not do you have what you want so you can do what you want. It's do you have what you need to do to, to do what you do? And a lot of people, you know, and I, the famous um, poet, you know, Mick Jagger, um, you can't <laughs> always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. And there is a contentment to that of getting what you need. So does anyone have any stories on provision or anything that you've had from, from clients or any personal stories? I think maybe I could share. Okay, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Gabriel. <laughs> now, I think I was coaching a client and she, is, she feels the husband uh, is earning less. Of course, the husband is earning less than she is earning. And that is bringing a confusion on provision in the family. So they probably, of instead of figuring out how to work together to resolve some of the financial needs that they need to, to resolve, they are getting into some of those misunderstandings around provision in the family. So it's bringing some unfavorable conversations. And so walking through with her, and of course, she's straightforward. She goes on and says, Gabriel, that will not work for us. Gabriel, that will not work for us. But slowly just having some conversations with her, all of a sudden the light bulb moments go, and she's thinking of ways she can empower herself in a way to engage her husband in productive conversation around provision as a family. Because it's bringing conflict. How do you resolve that yeah. conflict in the family about provision? So that was interesting. That's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you had a, a thought? Yeah, the, the, these young men that I work with, you know, they came out of college thinking they're going to make all kinds of money and it's just not there right now. And so what it has led to is some discussions about budgeting and some other tools that they can use as they try to build their career. But it gives us a point of contact and a point of reference so that as we go, you know, month to month, kind of talk about each of these, uh, each of these areas, their peace index is still fairly low, but it's a common ground that we can build on every week. It's good. The peace index, the, it's designed to conquer chaos, to actually find fulfillment. The purpose of the peace index is to give you a, an assessment to find out where you are off and why you're off. Because if you're not healthy... It, you can't bring health to other people. And if you continue to to whine or moan or complain or just have negativity in your world, then it's really difficult to lead people effectively. And therefore, mm-hmm. your influence is going to be lower. And so for you to get healthy is actually a journey, but it's a journey where you have to be specific and you have to go, oh my goodness, it's my place. 
or it's a person, or it is provision. What am I going to do about it? Now you create a game plan, then you kind of create your own peace plan. And then ultimately, this, uh, this book and this concept is designed to help you manage your emotions so other people don't have to manage your emotions. If you can manage your own emotions, that is the key. And so we have a link, and then we'll, I want to have a, a few, more, a little bit more conversation here. But I have a link. If you want to take the Peace Index and do it for yourself and take the assessment, just go to thepeaceindexbook.com. Thepeaceindexbook.com. Tracy, you can put those in the show notes or something, I'm sure. So thepeaceindexbook.com allows you to go take the assessment. If you want others to take the assessment, it's there. It also has links to other resources, and you can find where you can get the book as well. But um, the idea of managing your emotions so that others don't have to manage your emotions, let's talk about that for a minute. Anyone have a story or uh, another idea or thought around that? I do. Yeah. I think of this every time I teach the Peace Index or share it with somebody. When I was a young mom, three sons, I remember being stunned that children have no governor on their emotions. Like, you know, one minute they're playing, they're all good. And the next minute they're in a heap on the floor crying. And you're like, what is going on? What's wrong? You are happy. And so I remember saying to my oldest one day, is it your stomach? Are you are you sick? Did your brother hit you? And he's like, no, no. And we figure out it's his tag on the back of his t-shirt. It's bugging him. <laughs> so I'm like, well, honey, let's go over to this this drawer and get some scissors out and cut the tag out. And as soon as we do, he stops crying. All is well. He goes and plays. And every time I see the peace index, I think of this. How many times as adults do we whine and complain? My life is a mess. I don't know what's going on. And you go, wait a minute. There's this diagnostic that you can go through. Is it your people? No, my people yeah. are fine. Okay. Is it your place? No, place is fine. Oh, it's your purpose. You're not filling your purpose out in life. You're you're doing things that aren't in your skill set that don't bring you alive. Let's work on your purpose. And then that tag that was itching <laughs> doesn't itch anymore. And you're, oh, okay, all is well. well that's great. That's interesting. Any, any other thoughts? I, feedback? I got a client in June. And the first time I met this client, he came in and we'd, I used the dashboard, giant dashboard for coaching. So we do the peace index as we start. And so his, his personal health was at 40. So I was curious, why is, what's going on? And he's like, his son has a condition. And I think at that point, he was feeling so low about the son when he gets home and he's feeling so low. And so we started talking a little bit about that. And as we kept going on over the sessions, we've been doing sessions, we do sessions monthly. Uh, like this month, his, his, peace, his personal health had gone to 70. And that is because over the time he's changes he's changed his how he views that condition of the sun and is actually now proactively looking for ways to address it. He's gotten a therapist who is helping. He's trying to really engage the sun in activities. And now he's at a better place emotionally when he thinks about the sun. And of course, every now and then when I meet him, I celebrate him and I'm like, let's just tell me what's going on with your son. And he goes on and on and on now talking more about his son, while in June. He wasn't feeling so much enthusiastic talking about the sun. But now it kind of takes a portion of our conversation when we start, when he just wants to update me what is happening with the sun right now. And so just that changing, changing his view and how he feels around the sun was quite, quite helpful for him to address the situation. That's good. The, the, the idea, as you put all of this together, is you're assessing 
what's off and why is it off? You then look at what you can control, what you can't control. You create a peace plan around that issue, place or personal health or provision. Then once you do that, that though, you, there's another level. And this is my favorite chapter in the book. It was chapter eight is called keeping the peace. And it's been something I've done over the last few years to manage my emotions. I'm a feeler. So I have to manage my emotions differently than uh, thinkers would, would. And by doing this, it's really, really helpful. And I just want to talk about it. And it'll be our last thing we talk about here today. But um, I every morning I do a call-up session. I remind myself who I am. I did it today. Um, I And then I get into looking for people of peace in the day. I then, at the end of the day, I manage my emotions by by really ex- doing the examine. I look back on my day to see where I was off. And it's really interesting. Every single day, there, some days, nothing. A lot of days, it's like, yeah, why were you, oh, you were trying to prove yourself to that person. And I analyze myself in a way as a liberator, not dominator to myself. And then... When I go to bed at night, I call it rest and peace sleep. I did it last night. I put a theme over me. Uh, the theme last night was expect joy in the morning. That was it. So I put it over me. So when I went to sleep, that's what I thought of. When I woke up this morning, I woke up at like 4 a.m. That, that was the bad part. Couldn't go back to sleep, so I got up. And I thought to myself, expect joy this morning. Like It, it set the tone and it set the theme for my day. That could sound cheesy to some of you, but I'm telling you, it works. You can pick whatever theme you want. It's just a process. You can you can iterate it or innovate it all you want, but imitate it for a while and see if it works for you. Uh, but that's what I do every single day. Uh, anyone have any thoughts around that? Any stories close to that? I was just thinking about that word dominating you mentioned, Jeremy. And I was thinking about for some leaders, maybe it's around half the world, they love to bring naturally high challenge to the teams they lead. Um, And actually the peace index gives an amazing way of them dialing up their support so that they can be more liberating leaders. And it gives them a structured way of bringing more support because you're asking about how's things about your place, how's your physical health. And you're able to put things on hooks and hangers. And the way I manage that, what I'm getting to is I'm keeping the peace with myself. Mm. So if you're one of those leaders, then creating a process every day that actually gets you healthy around the way that you view yourself. And that's that was the most important thing for me. Courtney, you have a thought? Yeah, I think I think what your you're keeping the peace with yourself. It's such an intentional process. And it's just a reminder that you have to be intentional. When you are accidental with everything from, you know, inside of your peace index, like you're going to feel that. And so I love your process of keeping the peace because it sets, it is a mindset issue and it's an intentional mindset issue that you're, you are working on um, and you're not expecting others to do for you. Mm. That's good. To that, La- last thoughts, Charlie? Yeah, to that point, <clears throat> one thing I, I encourage the people I go through the piece in, be honest with yourself. Don't try just to get a high score. Be honest. You know, if you're if you're low on something, admit it, and then you can work on it. But don't just look for a high score. Be honest with yourself in all five areas. That's good. And Trace, any last thoughts from you? 
Um, no, I just would encourage people to take the assessment because it's, there's some really good questions in there that really make you dial down and, and think about some things instead of like Charlie just said, just kind of skimming over, oh, all is well. It, it really makes you dig, dig a little bit deeper. That's good. Well, um, thank you all so much for just your, your feedback. I want to give Steve, I want to give you the last thought there, um, on that. Do you have any last feedback or encouragement for anyone listening? Uh, an encouragement, but a pioneering encouragement. I think w- with for me, when people provision, I meet an awful lot of wealthy people who are not generous. And I've never quite worked out what it is about provision. I think J.D. Rockefeller said, when, when, is, when do you have an, what is enough? And he said, I need a little bit more. And I think one of those challenges for people is what do you, you said, what do you need versus what do you want? And actually, one of the things I find most endearing in leaders is when they are generous with whatever they have, even if at times I know their provision is is not the same as other people, because I think it shows peace and it shows a level of confidence. So I, I try hard to challenge now because wealthy people never get challenged by anybody because wealth allows you to insulate yourself and really often to only deal with people who agree with you. And if I watch somebody not being generous when I know they have it, I ask why. What is it you're afraid of losing? What is it there? So I think for those of us who have provision that's high, there comes with it a responsibility, particularly in a world where there is an absence of peace. It's amazing how small amounts of generosity and just kindness go a long way. Um, So for those of you perhaps for whom provision is a high number, what does generosity look like at a time when a little bit of love and a little bit of generosity often really helps people believe that they can have hope for the future, that the world isn't just about individuals and it's me on my own. So that, that was the thing that I wanted my little final yeah. thought to be. There you go. Yeah. So for all of you listening, the, the peace index is, um, it's a tool, it's a book, it's a resource. It is a course. We have a course available as well. Um, it's a process that you go through, but it is also a tool that you use on a regular basis. And what we would ask is, would you be willing to link arms with us? Um, We had this kind of vision of uh, peacemakers, and we actually um, have iron legs walking upstream in a chaotic world to go, what would it look like for healthy people to help people get healthy? And the the idea then is that you would link up with us, whether that's uh, becoming a coach or a consultant at giantworldwide.com or by actually participating in the Peace Index Assessment, buying a book, giving a book to someone else. Again, it's easy. It's the peaceindexbook.com. You can find all of it there. Uh, but what we really are after is we're trying to raise up a different type of leader around the world. The world needs better leaders. And we're simply trying to do our part to in, inspire and equip and coach them towards that. And that's what we do on a daily basis at Giant. And uh, super grateful for all of you here. Thank you for participating. Um, thanks for your words um, for the panel. You guys are awesome. And uh, again, for all of those listening, we wish you the best and we'll see you next time. Cheers. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, whether live or remote, Jeremy Kubitschek speaks to audiences all over the world. 
Jeremy is a best-selling author, international speaker, and co-founder of Giant Worldwide. He has started over 20 companies while living in Oklahoma City, Moscow, Atlanta, and London. Whether you're looking to impact your executive team, your entire organization, or if you're hosting a public event, go to jeremykubicek.com to learn more.